Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning and welcome. You're listening to Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. My name is Layla, and we're so happy to have you here with us. But before we get into them, we're going to take a moment and pray. Father, we thank you for today, and we thank you for the beautiful weather that we are blessed to enjoy, Lord. We thank you for the plants and the animals you put here, also for our enjoyment, Lord, and your glory. We ask that you will send your Holy Spirit and guide us into all truth, Lord, and show us things to come, Lord, that you will minister to us our needs, Lord, and give us this day our daily bread. We thank you for your provision, Lord. We thank you for your protection, Lord. And we thank you for all that you have put before us, Lord, the work that you've called us to do. We ask for strength and vigor and grace, Lord, to do it. And we thank you for the peace and the love that's in our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' almighty name, amen. And amen. Well, good morning and welcome, everyone. We're excited to have you with us and get back into the scriptures, continuing our study of Hebrews. We're in chapter 11 and are reading or discussing verses 17 through 22. So if you're joining us for the first time or rejoining us, I want to encourage you to pause the episode and just take a moment to read through that section of scripture. So it makes it easier for you to follow along in the discussion and get all that the Lord has for you. Amen. 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 All right. And... As is our custom, the floor is open to give each of you the opportunity to share what Holy Spirit is speaking and ministering to you, and to ask any questions that you have. So who'd like to begin? I would. All right there, LaCharles. What the Lord was sharing and showing me through these scriptures was that when we look at it, um, the first one that he was talking to me about was verse 20, by faith Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau concerning things to come. Um, it's very interesting because we understand that these are the patriarchs, and this is something, Mommy, that you often tell us about, how Esau despised his birthright, and mm-hmm. he gave it away because he didn't want it. Mm-hmm. And just understanding the grace and the mercy that the, that the Lord showed even in that, mm-hmm. um, even though he didn't want it, and though he tried to come off as though he did, and try to say that he truly wanted it, even though he didn't. Mm-hmm. He, the Lord was so gracious to him and gave him a blessing. If we go back to read that inside of Genesis, mm-hmm. um, I'll flip there real quick. This will be... Um, one second. Chapter 27. Ah, yes. Thank you, Dad. You're welcome. Um, I'll start in verse 27 through 29, and then I'll skip on over to verses 39 through 40. And he came near and kissed him and smelled the smell of his clothing and blessed him and said, Surely the smell of my son is like the smell of a field, which the Lord has blessed. Therefore, my father, therefore may God give you of the dew of heaven, of the fatness of the earth, and plenty of grain and wine. Let people serve you, and nations bow down to you. Be master over your brethren, and let your mother's sons bow down to you. Curse be everyone who curses you, and blessed be those who bless you. And then going over um, to 
verse 39 through 40. Then Isaac, his father, answered and said to him, Behold, your dwelling shall be on the fatness of the earth and of the dew of heaven from above. By your sword you shall live, and you shall serve your brother, and it shall come to pass when you become restless that you shall break his yoke from your neck. And just understanding that as the Lord was giving blessings, he understood what was going to happen. This wasn't surprising to the Lord um, and something that caught him off guard. And that's truly why we have to understand that faith does not reflect about the person, meaning that it's not based off what you look like or who you are, meaning that's what often we see Jacob and say, okay, Jacob got the blessing because he was the one who's supposed to continue it on. It was his rightfully, as we see the Lord talking to Rebecca about him. But just understanding that faith works in multiple ways, meaning that as long as we believe inside the Lord and what he has for us, we're able to receive it. Like in the example of Abraham, it didn't say that the Lord was going to raise him for dead. And this is something, mommy, that you talked about. He sat down and thought this through based on the Lord's pattern and what the Lord had done previously. He looked at all the facts and all the figures, how the Lord was faithful to him over and over and thus was able to come to that conclusion and use his faith it doesn't say that the lord came down and said abraham i want you to sacrifice isaac and then i'm going to raise him up from the dead Mm -hmm. we know that's exactly the lord didn't say that at all because he didn't mean for isaac to die Mm -hmm. so we not at that time anyway not at that point (laughs) Mm -hmm. as she said mommy so as we're going through it and dad as you said building up your faith it's something that we have to apply The Lord gives the vision and says, this is what I want you to do. Like with the example of Isaac, he said, this is what I want you to do. And we have to get in line with that and use our faith for the situation. Mm -hmm. He doesn't force us to use our faith because he says, you're going to need faith in the situation. He gives us the option to come into that. Meaning for the example of Isaac, if Abraham had been stricken with fear, it wouldn't have mattered or done anything because the Lord couldn't have forced him to be faithful to use faith in the moment. Amen. And it says that he did not stagger or waver at the promises of God through Mm -hmm. unbelief and fear we know is a connection to unbelief, but he was strengthened in his faith, giving glory to God. Uh, Mm -hmm. Go ahead, honey. It comes down to what we value, right? In the example of Jacob and Esau, right? Esau despised the blessing. He despised it. Now, like everything, is what you were talking about, using our faith there, LaCharles. There's a using our faith and what, to what the Lord reveals as far as the overall plan and purpose for our life, right? Overarching. Yes. Now, he might show you something way in the future as, as they were just talking, right? Or you were just sharing. That's what it says. He was blessing him and showing him, telling him about things to come, right? Yes. 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 Now... There's also the, well, not everything in the plan has been revealed to us. We have to be in step moment by moment with the Lord. Because if we're not, the seemingly little things, we don't yet or fully understand how much weight they carry. Because you see with Esau, if we truly read out this story between Jacob and Esau, Esau was like, hey, the blessing is no good to me if I'm dead, right? Yes. So he traded it without a second thought, without seeking the Lord. It it mattered not at all to him. 
But to Jacob, it mattered. Mm-hmm. But then you see here how he's so furious because he didn't receive the blessing that had already been given away. That he gave away. That, that he had given Specifically, away. Specifically, nobody right. stole it from, from him or tricked him. He yeah, gave it away Exactly, willingly. he gave it away, but then didn't want to receive the outcome of those actions or that choice, that decision. Right? Yes. He just wanted to, con- to continue as normal. And I say that because it's for us to examine ourselves and go, hey... Is there something in my life concerning the word of the Lord, right? The blessings that he has for me and my family and for the generations that I've despised, that I haven't put, I'll say, supreme value concerning or fully invested my faith into it, but yet still have the expectation that we'll receive the fullness, right, of God's best in our life instead of, well, what comes as a result of being in his permissive will. That's perilous. It is. It's like basically saying you won't listen to reason or anything else. Huh? So you have the fruit of your labor. Mm-hmm. And and as you see, the, the blessings were very different, right? Yes. yes. For Jacob, he was living by the sword, right? That's what it says in verse 40, by the sword you shall live. Or is it Esau? Esau. Oh, for Esau, excuse me. Mm-hmm. Thank you. For Esau. Thank you for that. For Esau, right? By your sword you shall live. Well, what does scripture also tell us? Those who live by the sword, what? Must die, die by, by the, the sword. sword. Okay. Well, hold on a second. Doesn't sound like a very good blessing, but yet it is what he chose with a seemingly small action. Mm-hmm. But again, we don't always understand the full of the weight of our choices and decisions. Woman and Adam ate a piece of fruit. Mm. I don't think it gets much more of a seemingly small or insignificant choice or decision than that. Even quote-unquote innocent. We're supposed to have fruit in our diet. Right. After all. <laughs> no, but here's the thing. <laughs> not that fruit. But. Not No, because, and, and the sole reason is because the Lord said no. Mm-hmm. The Lord said, don't eat of this. Mm-hmm. You, So you know they knew exactly what it looked like. Mm-hmm. And he said it. He And they, he said, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And that meant they knew which one was the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Exactly. So uh, I say all that so we can understand and examine ourselves in, in, I'll say, before the Lord. Are there any areas or any things in our life that we have despised or haven't fully invested our faith in, in the word of the Lord. Amen. And back to them, a side note, the the tree of life was also in the center of the garden. So there's only one center, right? And these two yes. trees were both in the center. So that means they're pretty well close to right next to each other. Mm-hmm. And God said, of every tree you may freely eat, except this one. you may not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Mm-hmm. So that means... He set eternal life right in front of them, the tree of life. I mean, whatever was contained, they already had eternal life because they were perfect. But whatever was on that tree, they still looked at that and said, nah, meh, I'm not interested in that, this tree right here that you told me not to, similar to Lot's wife we talked about um, in the previous episodes. That's really an interesting thing to understand. Like, wow, 
And, and I'm sure each of us thinks if I had been there, I would have never touched that tree. Well, yeah, hindsight's twenty twenty, but even still, it's like a bug to a light. We've probably been like, ah, well, you're crunching right. on that fruit just like they were. Well, it's, e- it it's easy to say that, right? But then when we truly examine ourselves and we examine ourselves before the word of the Lord, right? Mm-hmm. We would say, or I'll say we, many often say, I would never be like the children of Israel in the wilderness. I would get so angry when I read the scriptures before, like, ah, how come you guys didn't see this? Why did you guys eat that fruit in the garden? But then when oh, you truly it's so exam- obvious from here. And but, then I see my own sinful life. And every and you're time like, oh. I was like, oh, you said don't fornicate. It looks, oh, man. But what I'm getting at the core, it looks exactly the same. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, and yes. I was guilty of the same crimes that I was going, I, I would never do that. Pardon my animation today. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all right. I was guilty welcome. of exactly the same thing. Absolutely. So that's why I say mm-hmm. we need to examine ourselves before the Lord. And not just to examine it and it'll leave it there, but so that there can be those things that don't reflect him in his nature and character uprooted from our lives, replaced with truth, right? Which is his word. And then apply to every every area and aspect of our life so we can have change. Mm-hmm. And, and that does require us being sober-minded. Mm-hmm. Sober-minded about ourselves and... Um, being vigilant because the adversary is looking to deceive, right? And yes. the heart of man is desperately wicked, right? Above all things. And then that means the carnality of um, mankind apart from God is liable and subject to do anything. Any kind of depravity is they're capable of, or we human beings are capable of, capable of outside of Christ Jesus. So we're supposed to be sober in our assessment of ourselves clear-minded and listening to the Holy Spirit, not just, you know, looking and going, oh, this is an imperfection. Let me dig it out. Um, You know, nipping and tucking every part of us. But when Holy Spirit comes and says, this is a problem, or we see the word and we find that sounds like me, Lord. Um, Holy Spirit, I think I'm doing this. This, uh, How do you feel about this? And he may say, no, that's not the same thing. I understand what you're you're looking at. And he will explain things to us and give us insight about where we are or areas where you think I'm doing great there. And God's like, actually, (laughs) we got a lot of work to do here. Exactly. No, you're not. You know, let's talk about this. But when the Lord comes to go and tells us that there is something in us that needs to be reconciled, that needs to be repaired and to be fixed, allow him to do that and believe his interpretation of what's happening, his judgment on what's going on, because we can think something is okay. And he's like, I'm offended by that. And that's absolutely outside of the word of God. And, or we can think we failed. There's sometimes I thought, Lord, I failed. And it's not like a blatant sin. Okay. We know that lying, stealing, cheating, murder, adultery, fornication, sexual morality, we know, and, and being unloving towards your neighbor, we know that's blatantly, that's I didn't, that's sin, right? But there are times where I thought, Lord, I didn't say that as loving as I thought I should. And God's like, no, I'm okay. You're, you're okay. You said it just how I wanted to come out of your mouth. And it wasn't, you know, for me, I wanted to be more tender or gentle. And God is like, I, you said it just the way I asked you to, or times where um, I said it more gently than he wanted. And he said, I wanted you mm-hmm. to say it just the way I put it in your mouth. And say it like I asked you to, if you, please and thank you. You know, he's so loving to me. He's loving to all of us. He speaks Kamisha. So, you know, he knows how to communicate the way that I will understand it and the way that we all will. And that's not just favoritism to me. Oh, that's, that's all of his children. Mm-hmm. But 
there are times where, you know, I feel like God, I, you know, concerning being a mother, I, I think I missed it on this. And the Lord's like, no, all is well. You know, my grace was there and sufficient or he'll say, nope, that's exactly, we're going the right direction. You didn't fail to do something that I asked you to do. And I'm like, okay, thank you, Jesus. I, we should look at ourselves in the word of God and stand before him open and naked as we already are and let him tell us how he feels about how we're doing. Are you pleased with me, God? Are you not pleased with me? And be willing to hear his answer. Because he always wants to get us to the good outcome. And even if there's places where he's not pleased, he's always willing to, as long as we're drawing near to him, he's going to draw near to us. And he's not going to push us away. Yes, mommy. So, and as you were saying, mommy, that we have to draw near to God. And as we are drawing near, that means what the Lord requires for us to draw near is a love and a relationship with him. That's something that faith requires. It means mm-hmm. that we have to actively love the Lord. I won't trust somebody I don't like mm-hmm. or I don't care about them. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to trust them. I'm going to do what I want to do. And just understanding it from that perspective, that faith is also a form of love towards the Lord. Mm-hmm. Something that he asks and requires us from us, yes, but it's for our blessing. He mm-hmm. does that because he loves us. He really gets no benefit out of it. Exactly. He's not more God because we decide we're going to love him in return. And he's certainly not going to stop being God because we decide we don't want to engage in relationship or fellowship with him. He's God all by himself and he will remain continual forever. Yes. And LaCharles, you brought up talking about how that faith is giving our trust into God. And the Lord was reminding me of how once we fully allow God to reveal things to us and actually have faith in it, we'll be able to have more insight and foresight if you can under, if that makes sense. Insight and foresight into what? So with <laughs> you, Paul brings up Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and Joseph, and each one of them, they you could for Joseph he talked about the departure of Israel. Mm-hmm. For Jacob, he blessed the sons of Joseph, and then mm-hmm. for Isaac, he talked about what was going to happen in the future for Jacob and Esau, mm-hmm. and. That was because they put their trust inside of God, not because they're just wise. Because mm-hmm. mommy brought up the heart of man is desperately wicked mm-hmm. and nothing good comes out of being wicked. Mm-hmm. And then you can look at Isaac blessing Jacob and Esau, for example. God said Jacob was going to inherit the blessing of Abraham. God had already identified him and, and called him out, but Isaac wanted it to be Esau. And Isaac fully intended it for for it to be Esau that inherited the rights of the blessing that his father passed down to him. And even though he was the second son that ended up being treated as the firstborn, he still wanted his firstborn to be receive the rights of the firstborn, no matter, not really counting what God had said about it or taking it to heart. And the Lord was able to minister through his mouth the the blessing and the anointing and the prophetic word, the way it meant to come forth. But you could look at that and, and conclude or say that he meant for Jacob to get that second blessing, uh-huh. not for um, Esau, Esau to get it. But God, speaking through his mouth, called out Esau exactly where he was, a man of violence. And 
being rash is more more likely what that was talking about. You live by the sword, you die by the sword. You live in rash behavior, which is more like Peter. Peter wasn't a vigilante by any sorts, and he wasn't a violent man in regards to being a murderer. You know, like going through and responding. Um, but he had a harsh and a, a brash way of reacting without thinking. And that led to trouble. But Esau, same way. He wasn't coming out punching Jacob in the face. He didn't get in the fist fight with him. So he wasn't in that regard enacting in any violence. But he did not wait for the wisdom of God. He was not a man who would be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to wrath. So that ended up being to his detriment. But for Isaac... He loved God. I believe he had a dynamic relationship with the Lord and he believed what his father told him about God and tried to walk in that the best he could, but he did have some personal favoritism. And so God was able to override that flaw in Isaac of going, but I really want it to be this way, God. I really think it should be this way. That's why you're sniffing him, right? He was sniffing for Esau. He was touching and feeling just to make sure he got the perfect blessing to the person he thought should have it. But God said, "Mm, I'm overriding this. I already told you what I said when you guys asked about these kids in the beginning, but you disregarded that you didn't listen. So I'm going to go ahead and I know the anointing that I put on your mouth and I'm going to get that where I want it to go. No, did did Jacob need to cheat and steal? No, he didn't have to come that way. He could have trusted God as well. But God said, here's the, I'm taking the opportunity that's present. Esau, this blessing is not going to touch you. You're not going to get that, but you can be blessed over here where I asked you to, you know, where I want you to be um, as far as who's going to carry the blessing of Abraham and where you've already chosen and decided to be. There was only one blessing of Abraham that could have been gone forth, but it didn't have to be your rashness is going to bite you later on. Mm-hmm. It didn't have to be that for Esau, but that's what Esau chose in giving away and treating rashly the blessing of God that was presented to him. So, you know, God is able to even overcome our flaws and our humanity when we don't think that God's quite gotten it right on something, (laughs) or we don't quite understand the weight of what we're doing, but he's still able to get his plan accomplished. And it is better for us to purposefully cooperate with God and intentionally cooperate with him versus God is using us without our direct knowledge. Mm -hmm. And, And I'll say on these, or on the topic of blessings, it's still in this section of scripture, right? The very next set of verses, uh, and I'll say next set of verses, verse 21 starts going into the blessings of each of the heads of the 12 tribes of Israel. And so you, I would encourage you to take a read through that and see what is said about each one, but it comes down to what they chose to invest in, right? And and concerning the blessings and the word of the Lord that contain the blessings for their future, their inheritance, their hope. Mm -hmm. And each one was was rewarded or it was stated, the word of the Lord specifically concerning each one Mm -hmm. and their choices. So let's examine ourselves before the Lord and choose to invest our faith in his word and the blessings contained within for our life. Amen. And with that, we're going to pause for today. So can I get a volunteer to close this out in prayer, please? I will. All right, Layla. Lord, we thank you for today, Lord, and we thank you for the wisdom and the understanding that you have 
imparted to us, Lord, that you have given us the principal thing, your best, Lord, and we receive it by faith, Lord, and we rejoice in you and we thank you for it because nothing good comes from ourselves and it only comes from you, Lord. We ask that you will guide our partners and our listeners, Lord, as they travel, Lord, that you will guide their feet, Lord, guide their mouths, what they speak, what their hands do, Lord, where they're going and what they do. And we thank you for that, Lord, that you're always watching out for them, that you're always providing for them, Lord, and protecting them because you're a good father, Lord. Mm -hmm. And we thank you for those things. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. We love you. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Want to know more about a day of prayer? Sign up for our newsletter where you'll get the latest updates on the ministry, inspiring messages, and coupon codes for the merch shop. Visit our website, adayofprayer.org. Click on connect in the menu bar and complete the form. Be sure to check the box that says subscribe. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, Take care and God bless you.